everybody, and welcome to Football with Aiden. Today we have the last episode of the series, and I have brought back some friends. I've got Seth Daniels coming back, and we brought a new face in. We got Ryan Fletty, two of my best friends. And today we're going to just wrap up the series with a nice little interview. So, Ryan, you're a Ducks fan, right? Yes, so, sir. How does it feel? What, what, what are your thoughts? Justin Herbert's on the Chargers now. So what are your thoughts with how he's going to fit into the scheme and how he's going to help the team grow from a much below average season last year? Um, to be honest, I think Justin Herbert is going to fit really well with the Chargers, mostly because I'm pretty sure they moved their head of like quarterback staff to their offensive coordinator or one of those higher roles in the staff. And I feel like he's going to be a really good fit. They just, the Chargers just don't need to screw up with him. They need to make an offense that flows with the way he plays. And I feel like he can be really effective. Maybe not like, you know, playoff or high numbers this year, but the next coming years, I feel like he can be one of the best quarterbacks in the league in the next couple of years. So build the team around him instead of building him around the team. Yeah. Yeah, because right. yeah, you have to. If you don't, then you basically wasted a pick. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. So, Seth, like we talked about in the last interview, the Seahawks drafted a running back in the draft. Now, a couple weeks ago, they also signed Carlos Hyde. Right? What, what is this going to look like for, like, older running backs like Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, who are now surrounded by a bunch of new faces and a bunch of new backs competing for that starting spot? Um, well, honestly, I feel like at least, at, at, at least from Chris Carson's view, if I was Chris Carson, I, I, I would low-key be fine because I know that my, my spot is secured. But, like, I really, like, I, I really feel like we got more backs is because, you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure Chris Carson is still going to be injured when the season comes back or he's going to miss a few games. And so is uh, Rashad, Rashad Penny. But, um, you know, they're, they're going to they're have to come back and they're going to have to work, work back up to their spots. But, but if I was Chris Carson, I, I would be fine because I killed it before I went down. He killed it. He was killing the game for us. But Rashad... <laughs> <laughs> it's really tough, but um, if I was them, I would just you got to you got to come back in and you you just got to do what you do. You keep working, yeah. Because Carlo Hyde is pretty good too. Carlo, Carlo. Well, and they still got they drafted running back. They got Travis Homer. You know, a bunch of other guys. Like, there's a lot of competition at that spot now. How many backs do we have now? Five or Too six. Jeez. <laughs> the only thing the only thing is Chris Carson needs to stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not fumble the football. Yeah, <laughs> really. Like he fumbles like a little. Too. I mean, he he got better throughout the course of the season, but but there's just like some things. There were like some plays where we were just like, "Come on, bro." Yeah, like yeah. like like you lose like 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 what? I I think it was against the Steelers. They handed him the ball and he just totally just flopped it and just missed it. <laughs> just dropped yeah. it. Yeah. Just dropped it, and they got the ball back. And 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 I'm pretty sure I was watching this with either Aiden or you, Ryan, and I. We just looked at each other like, like, come on, bro. Damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, on the topic of the Seahawks, I at least still haven't heard anything about Jadavian Clowney. We're still waiting for a signing. I heard the other day that maybe he turned down a big offer from the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. Do you think we even have a chance to re-sign him at all? I don't know if we have a chance. I would like 
us to re-sign him because he's definitely good on our defense. But they are being really quiet about it if any negotiation is going on. So maybe he falls yeah. to free agency. We'll see. Yeah, man, yeah. it's really it's 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 really just looking up in smoke right now. Yeah. All right. Moving on, then let, let let's talk about the Rams a little bit, and and also the Falcons because the Rams released Todd Gurley. He's gone, mm-hmm. and the Falcons decided to re-sign him. With his recent, he's been having a lot of injury problems lately. So is he going to make as big of an impact as some people think he might in in Atlanta, or is he going to just flop? I think it all just depends on how healthy he's going to be. You know, you know, uh, when, when, uh, when Todd Gurley's head's healthy and he's, and he's, you know, he's him, he's, he's, he's a, he's a great, he's, he's a great reliable back. You know, he does, he's, he's, he's great in open field. He gets in his holes, he muscles. I feel I've, I've, but like, he has to come back from his injury the right way. I wouldn't rush mm-hmm. it if I was him. I would take my time to make sure that I come back. And I show people what I can do. Is is to me? It's just if he's if he stays if he stays healthy, I feel I feel like he'll be a great impact with him and and Freeman. I I'm pretty sure their run game will be solid. Yeah, and they got you know Julio Jones on there. That that offense is going to be lethal if really can stay yeah. healthy. Julio. All right, now Minnesota has lost a key player. They've decided to, to release or trade Stephon Diggs to Buffalo. And, you know, that, that could be very beneficial for Diggs. That could be very benef- beneficial for Adam Thielen, too. My question now is, like, who, who's going to get the biggest boost out of this? Who's, who's going to get the most advantage, get the most reward from this trade? Is it going to be the Bills with Stephon Diggs getting a new weapon to that offense? Or is it going to be Adam Thielen who's going to be able to shine a little more and get the spotlight on him a little more? I think it's going to be Thielen. That I think it's going to be Adam Thielen. I really like him as a receiver, and I hope that he gets targeted more by that offense because he is a threat. Period. And I think he's a little bit underrated because he he is so he is a big he's a bigger receiver and he's a lot taller. And he just he made a lot of good uh, plays last year for them and the years before that. Big plays, long yardage catches, and I feel like if he gets targeted more, he could really show like what he can do. I'm not gonna lie, Adam Thielen is one of the most coldest white receivers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no cap, no, no cap. He's one of the most swaggiest, swaggiest white receivers I've ever seen in my life, and that's no racial thing. But you know, like there's just certain, there's certain like a dilemma with 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 kind of like white like you know what i'm saying like there's yeah, a certain yeah. dilemma with like white receivers like they're so fundamental but i'm adam thielen is flashy as well he's very mm-hmm. underrated he does everything good to me he's a good all-around receiver yeah so i i completely agree with ryan right there yeah. that i think it's going to be more beneficial for that when the, the, the other question that minnesota is, is kirk cousins going to be able to to keep that team moving or is he just going to keep flopping in the playoffs that's all it is. He's he's a above average quarterback in the regular season. We've we know this, but as soon as we get to the playoffs, it, he kind of just dips off, and I feel like that's not gonna be. He needs to definitely change that. And I get I, def, I definitely feel like Kirk Cousins 
is like the James Harden of the NFL. <laughs> but 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 like James Harden's regular season stats and Kirk Cousins Kirk, Kirk Cousins season stats are not you know like the same. Right. Like James yeah. Harden has MVP numbers. He has just you know great numbers. Right. But but like well, once it comes to the playoffs, it's very it's very seldom that we see Kirk Cousins comes in, changes the whole thing of the game. You know, he just kind of like drops off, like kind of like James Harden has done the last few years besides last year. But I think that's my statement. James, Kirk Cousins is the James Harden of the NFL. <laughs> that's my statement. Now, uh, moving a team down in the NFC North, let's talk about the Bears. The Bears have made a lot of changes this offseason. Yeah. Uh, brought in Nick Foles to compete with Mitchell Trubisky for the spot. Brought in Jimmy Graham brought in Ted Ginn Jr. So now that the Bears also had, you know, one of the best defenses in the league last year, they've had one of the best defenses in the league for the last like five years. Are the Bears now a Super Bowl threat? I just, I just, I personally think it just comes down to, to the offense because, because, because their defense is, it's, 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 it's good. Yeah. You know, you know, it holds up. They have, they have a really, I, the Bears are have they have defensive like minded culture like their their brand their their team has been built around defense for as long as I think I can remember, but I I really I I really think it's it's the offense it has it depends on other offense the offense has picked up last year, but if they take it a one step further we could be talking about maybe maybe getting to the to the conference championship type with yeah. with, with, with with that defense because because that defense can hold up it's is is the offense gonna hold up. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think it's, yes, the offense, but I think it comes down to experience with those new guys coming in, knowing the playoffs and knowing the system, like Jimmy Graham and like Ted Ginn. They need to come in and be leaders on the team and try to almost take over the offense, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Well, and so the other question is, we, we've seen Nick Foles try to do this before. He came into Philadelphia after Carson Wentz got injured, got him a Super Bowl championship. Everybody thought Nick Foles was the next big thing. Well, then he went to Jacksonville and got taken over by, I want to say, a seventh-round pick from Wazoo, Gardner Minshew, you know, gets injured, doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't perform very well. And then when he comes back, he gets, what, like a game and a half and then loses his starting spot again? Yeah. Is he going to be able to keep that sporting, sorry, starting spot in, in Chicago, or is he maybe going to, going to flop again? Well, like you said, he kind of got almost taken over. And it's like if he goes in with the mindset that I am the underdog, like they did with Philly, then he can for sure come in with those new threats that he has to throw to and really maybe not go to a Super Bowl, but – be one of the building teams that can potentially get there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we've seen him take a team through the playoffs into the Super Bowl with the Eagles, but we've also seen him take a team to, you know, two losses, I think, with the, the, the Jaguars, just two straight losses and then get taken over by Minshew. So, and we, we also saw him, I think he was, you know, when he was with uh, the Rams, you know, he also, he didn't perform well. I, I don't know. It's, he's, he's had a very up and down career. Yeah. So the, the, the only other big move that we're going to talk about today in the, in the NFL is Joe Flacco has – he's left the Broncos and he's been signed up by the Jets. Now, Sam Darnold has been playing for two or three years now, yeah? So 
and he has not performed yet. You know, he last year he he really didn't show up very well. The year before that, he had a mediocre year. He's not improved the Jets' chances and uh, standings at all. So is Flacco there to take over? Or is Flacco there to like mentor? Or what, what's the Jets' thoughts there? I I I think I think Joe Flacco is going to be more of like a mentor to to Sam Darnold. Um, Sam Sam Darnold to me has played pretty pretty decent with with, with with kind of like the team he has. He's had he's 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 had a couple good games. He's had he's had a couple terrible games, but I I feel like more than often the best for the Jets right now is to have Joe a man like Joe Flacco mentor Sam Sam Darnold. And I'm pretty sure. Joe Flacco knows that. I mean, I mean, they might, they might let Joe Flacco start for like, you know, like a game, like kind of like in the midseason, you know, just to, to, you know, show them the ropes. And if they really need someone who's experienced to get to like an experienced team, kind of like I feel him. like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you're going to say. Kind of like how the Giants did with uh, Eli Manning. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, I think he needs to be both. He needs to go in at that starting spot and be like, this is what you need to do. This is how you get stuff done. And then maybe the next few seasons or even the next couple of games, uh, he could come in and just be like, this is kind of how you need to do things as a starting quarterback because he has the experience, obviously. So yeah. it could be a little bit of a, a two situation. Well, yeah, like you said, Joe Flacco does have that experience. He is a Super Bowl champion. You know, eight years ago, but still, it counts for something. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe he's just there to mentor. All right, now let, let's move away from the trades a little. Let's let's start talking about obviously the things that's been impacting everybody's lives lately: coronavirus. So, Seth, as yeah. a fan, you know, somebody who watches a lot of the games from home, you know, just just through the TV. How how is you know the the NFL has been talking about having no fans or, you know, like social distancing fans, how is that going to affect the vibe that those games give off? That is tough because, 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 because especially, especially for us, shout, shout out to Ryan. He, 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 he took me to my first ever NFL game. The crowd, especially in Seattle, like it's, it's like no other, you know, we, 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 we feed off the crowd, the crowd. I feel like the crowd is like, one of the best elements to the game, like like kind of like a big play happens, you hear the crowd, you feed off the crowd. The crowd helps the home team. The away team can't even hear their own plays because the fans are so loud. I, if I if I was an NFL player, I, I I would be super bummed out because I, like especially with that, like you need the fans to give off that energy. You you want the fans. I think I think it would just be a bummer. Well, I mean, yes, but also, like, I mean, like we said, or like we saw with the UFC over the last couple of weeks, like, fans aren't everything. Fighters are still able to put on good fights, so maybe that'll happen with the, uh, with the football, too, you know, if they're able to get back in the, the facilities and train. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, I mean, of course, at the end of the day, you are still a professional, and, um, and you still, and you still have, have a job to do. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. You, you still have a job to do, so. No matter no matter how it is, you got to go out there and you 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 got to you got to play through it. Mm-hmm. So, and then so Ryan, as somebody who has season tickets and goes to a lot of the home games, how is that going to affect you at the games when you're like you know the half capacity or quarter capacity? Like how how's that gonna? It's it's gonna be very different <laughs> because 
I mean, like Seth said, it's not just. I mean, Seth, you've only been to what one Seahawks game? I've been to a lot more, and it's not just one game. It's every single game. It's every single game. Uh, the fans come in, cheer on the team, cheer on everybody, yelling, screaming, jumping, all of that. I mean, we have a whole ritual, like Beastquake. Like, yeah. come on, we got a whole thing about it. And we are – the Seahawks are the loudest fans in the league. I think – I know Kansas City was close, but I'm pretty sure we're still the loudest. And it's going to be harder for it to affect us than it is the team because I know that the players feed off it on the sidelines, on the field, all that stuff. It's going to be very different. Yeah, I'm- Impacted us all, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now, again, on the topic of, of COVID, a lot of NFL players, especially, you know, the veterans and some of the rookies that are just coming in, um, a lot of them are very, like, eager and anxious to get back in and train early, you know, like now, before we've even really started to open back up. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Do you, do you think we should allow them to be able to, to go back in and train while everybody else is supposed to be staying home and not leaving the house? I- I think they need to wait because I don't know. Did you guys hear about what happened to Alabama? Uh, A lot of the Alabama team went to go the college team. The coach was basically just like, screw this. We're going to go and uh, work out and do all that. And I think a lot of them came down with COVID Uh, maybe not showing symptoms, but they, a lot of them tested positive going back. So a lot of the Alabama team is like, kind of screwed now so I mean they just need to they just need to wait I feel like that would be the best thing is just wait it out I I I heavily all the way agree with Ryan on that because here's here here's what I feel like some players don't understand it doesn't matter if you're like having a fever or you're throwing up some 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 most athletes are not going to feel symptoms of this because because your immune system is superior yeah. You're healthy, you're in great shape. You 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 could be normal and you could still have COVID. That, that that's the whole thing about this. And to be honest, you are an NFL player. You 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 have access to any field you want in in the country. Yeah. Honestly, you 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 have there's millions of high school fields that like you can honestly rent out and get locked up so that no one comes in and then you got it. You have it. You 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 are an NFL player. You have that much respect to where you can go out to find a field, rent it out, and you mm-hmm. you got it. Yeah, so and, I, I, and I bet probably 90% of most of those players have gyms or some type of facilities in their home. I mean, yeah, come I mean, on. Yeah. Some type of workout system at their – at their house. Yeah. So I obviously it's training at an actual facility is very different, but to stay physically fit and to stay in your game mentally, uh, it can all be done from your house. Obviously it's different, but it's going to be a lot less effective, but you're still going to be able to uh, train. Yeah, get something done, but, but mm-hmm. stay safe at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then, then moving on to a little bit of a different, staying on the topic of COVID, but a little bit of a different um, aspect of it. The NFL, a lot of the NFL owners have come out and expressed concerns that if the season starts with no fans or limited fans, that they're not going to be able to make as much money off of the games. They're not going to be able to sell as much tickets, concessions, that sort of thing. 
And they've, they've talked about having the players potentially have to take pay cuts. So how is it, is it fair to ask the players to take pay cuts and continue to play and do the same job at the same time, you know, the, to take half the pay, but continue to put their body on the line and do the exact same job they were doing earlier for double the pay? Um, <laughs> um, I think uh, the players, if they, I mean, if you're getting paid $20 million a year, come on. I mean, 10 million bucks, that's enough. But I think that they are going to need to take the sacrifice in the long run, you know, because right now it might seem like, oh, this is stupid. I was awarded this contract for everything I worked hard and now I only get half of it. But they have to think for the future of the of the NFL and the future of the organizations that they're going to have to do this. They're the stepping stones of getting through this whole pandemic. Yeah. Per- I, I, I totally agree with Ryan that, like, you, I mean, it's just, it's just there's, there's just something you have to do. But, but what I also feel like, I feel like it varies from, from like, player to player because – Tom Brady, he got a whole pay cut. He's 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 been having probably he's been having max contracts for most of his career. Russell Wilson, he he could take a pay cut. But somebody, but 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 uh, but maybe some like somebody like D D K Metcalf, who's who's just now just finished his rookie season and he's he might take a pay cut. That that might affect him more different than um somebody like Tom Brady. But at the same time, come on, man, like you have enough money to 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 be chilling for the rest of your life. You, yeah. you don't need that much. Yeah. So then if it's not fair or if it is fair to ask the players to take the pay cuts, what is now stopping some of these older guys, somebody like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees from des- deciding that, you know, I've been playing for a long time now, even, even somebody like Aaron Donald, you know, I've been playing for a while now. I'm, you know, I've had a good career and now you're asking me to take, take half the cut. Screw that. I'm going to retire early. And then, you know, the NFL loses a bunch of its fan or a bunch of its like star players. Mm-hmm. How, how does the NFL keep up with that? To be honest, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how, how, how you kind of do that. Per, per, personally, when players do that, this is what comes to my head. If, if, if if you're so upset about taking a pay cut, then like your your love for the game purely is kind of like it's 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 not showing because because if you really just love playing football as your job, you could really care less about how how much money you're getting because 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 there's some there's some prospect over there in Canada playing and in, in, in the XFL who would die for your job, who would die yeah. to, to to be in your position just because they they, 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 they love the, the game. game. They want to they, play. They love yeah. the game, yeah. It just comes down to you. How much do you love playing football? How mm-hmm. much do you love showing up on Sunday, playing on, nationally tele- on national television, playing up against other superstars and your field? It just I feel like that, that's what it comes down to. And really, if, if you're not willing to take a pay cut, I don't think your love for the game is showing. Yeah. So then, you know, if, if say that happens and a bunch of players retire early and the NFL loses a bunch of their stars, 
So the games, you know, newer guys step in, the lack of experience becomes evident. NFL games start being a little less entertaining. Maybe they start to draw a little bit less of a crowd because they have less stars. Is there a chance that maybe the end, like if enough players choose to back out and, and not take those pay cuts, is there a chance that the NFL maybe will end up having to shut down within the next couple of years because they're not bringing in the right players to do this and, and not making the money off the views now too? I don't, I don't think that they would like shut down. I mean, because look at the look at um like soccer for instance. Obviously, baseball, football, and basketball are superior sports. Uh, well, not like superior, but like uh, fan wise and television wise, you know. And more yeah. people go to those games. Not trying to get on soccer, but uh, but they have smaller leagues, you know. And I feel like the NFL could almost do that, kind of like with the MLB. Uh, they have, like, uh, below leagues or with basketball, like the G League, you know. They could have a smaller range of, uh, like, smaller franchises with less people until they can grow back up. So I don't think it would completely shut down, like, they would stop having football because it would be an outrage. But um, – I think that they could just make it smaller for the time being. And and to be honest, bro, like, I mean, I, I, I personally think if that happens, the, 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 the NFL won't shut down because you're always, you, you're, you're going to always have a, a, a football game is always going to be entertaining to me every time because something happens every play. These, these guys are some of the best athletes in the whole world. And, and the one thing that, like, the casual fan forgets, everybody who, who plays in the NFL is good. It's good. Yeah. Everyone. Good. Everybody in the NFL is good. It's just that there's just some players who are just better than others, and some are just top, top of the game, and some people are just more popular than others. You know, you know, me and, me and Aiden always have discussions about how we, we feel like Aaron Rodgers is way better than, than Tom Brady. But like, but like, we all we always feel like since Tom Brady's just more popular and that he has more rings, a lot of people look down upon Aaron Rodgers and think Tom Brady's better. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I feel like the NFL is always gonna have stars, cause you know, like, you know, there's always gonna be great prospects. Yeah. So I, 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 I feel like the NFL is gonna be fine. And plus, they, 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 they have so much money they bring in from all the years that they, they don't even know what to do with it. To be honest, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I I also feel like it's on the owners of the teams too, to kind of uh, pitch in and help out with uh, everything going on. Because I mean, yeah. frankly, they lose their jobs if their yeah. uh, their franchises you know fade, so they won't have their jobs anymore. Kirby, sorry, my dog just walked in. <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, yeah, like, like you said, it's on the owners. But we also saw, you know, the XFL had to shut down because they couldn't afford to pay their players anymore. And, yeah. and the owners are worried that with the money coming in, maybe they're not going to be able to do that too. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. But I've, I've definitely heard talk that the NFL may have to uh, shut down because owners aren't able to, to pay their players and, and keep the franchise running. Or, or they can always postpone. That's you it. know. Yes. They can always go without a season. They won't kill people. Yeah. But they can always – I mean, you know how, like, really late at night they'll show, like, 
basketball games from like the 80s or whatever. They can yeah. just do the same thing with football, you know, on Sundays. Yeah. It'd be kind of the same thing. For sure. All right. Let's move away from COVID and let's talk about the new playoff system that the NFL has put in. Mm. So they've, they've made it so that the, now there are seven teams from each conference. You know, uh, the number one seed is the only team with a first round bye, and there are three different wild card games. Now, currently, in history, there's only one NFL team that has ever made the playoffs with a losing record. It was the Seahawks in 2010. We went seven and nine, and we got a beast quake in the first, first round of the playoffs. So with, with that new seven-team system, are we going to start seeing, seeing more teams that go like eight and eight and seven and nine get, make it to the playoffs? It's definitely going to be very possible, and it's going to be a lot more frequent. I mean, obviously, one out of all the history going negative, make it to the playoffs, Blue Seahawks, um, it's going to be a lot more frequent because there's just going to be more slots to fill. And more chances. Yeah. Like, just like, just like me and Aiden said on, on the last one I was on, um, that that just that that just kind of opens up more chances for like a a Titans playoff run, like like kind of like the, the the Titans. Nobody thought, probably besides Ryan, I was the only one who had faith in in, in the Titans that they would go that far, mm-hmm. because on honestly be, be because of Derrick Henry because he's, Derrick Henry's a monster. He's 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 the definition of a horse. No cap, <laughs> definition of a horse. But. But yeah, bro. I just I feel like I feel like it would just it's more causes for upsets, more crazier games, more underdogs, stories, all that yeah. because there's just more there's just more chances and more slots. Yeah, I mean you could always see a eight and eight team come to the playoffs, seven and nineteen come to the playoffs and beat the one seed. You know, you could always see that. It can happen. You know, and it'll be big upsets, but it'll also be great entertainment and great football. Because America loves their underdog stories. So, <laughs> so yeah. So the other question with uh, with that that change in the playoff system is now. So now that now the number one seed is the only team with a first round bye. So before there were only three different three different options. So obviously with the first round bye, they don't know who they're playing until that wild card round is over. You know what I'm saying? All the wild card teams know exactly who they're playing as soon as as soon as the regular season ends. But, but now there's, there's even an additional option or an additional team that that number one seed could be playing. How does it make that first week of training, you know, during in between the end of the regular season and the, the wild card games when they don't know who they're playing, how does that make that harder to, to try and train specifically? Um, I feel like obviously they don't know who they're going to play. I feel like they just need to weigh in their options, you know, take uh, the strengths of both teams and just uh, do everything they can to, I don't know, work on cornerback trading. Say they've, say they're the Cowboys and they have an amazing wide receiver core. You know, you need to work on what you can do on defense to stop that. Or say you're going up against, someone with a really good defense they need to know what they're doing on offense to prepare for that yeah like low-key like they should like kind of like kind of like the days that so like so, so kind of like the days that like they would normally prepare for like another matchup just 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 basically spend that practice breaking down like a mini lesson of one team so like okay so like so so let's say there's a possibility you are playing the cowboys 
okay, we're going to do this on offense. We're, we're going to do this on defense. Um, if, 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 if we're going to go up against the Saints or something, we're going to do this. Or we're on defense, we're going to do that. It's almost you know, like having a plan A and a plan B. Plan B, yeah. So, so you're just ready for everything. But, if, but, but at the same time, it could also benefit the other team who has to play them the next round because, because for one, you're coming up fresh off a win. You know, you're confident and all that. But then you, you, you also still get a couple of days to still prepare for that team you have to play. So not only are you coming off a W, you get to also prepare for that same team. So that, that's why, that's why sometimes that, this is why kind of like I kind of like that type of place, that kind of like playoff type of bracket because it just it makes it, it can affect everyone differently. Yeah. All right. So we've been we've been going for thirty minutes already. So I've got just a few basic questions now, just to see who you guys think are going to be the good teams and players in the league next year, and then we'll we'll wrap this up. So, if you had to pick one, who who is the the team that's going to you know look good and then flop completely? The Browns every year. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Browns. I was going to say I, that. I had to say it. <laughs> one of my favorite teams, but we always come out of the gate on paper. Good players. We got all the all the materials to do good and not go zero and sixteen or one and fifteen, and we still come out and win four games <laughs> every time. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I, I, I was honestly, I was honestly gonna say the Browns. Yeah, but or I feel like possibly feel like, could be the Cowboys. Possibly. Yeah, I'm saying I was, possibly. I was gonna say that too. It could be very, Dak. Very if, slim. If Dak plays how we played last season, they signed Dak. When it comes to big matchups, they're gonna flop way harder, way harder, and then everyone's gonna realize it. Probably, maybe it wasn't Jason Garrett's fault. Could have been just Dak Prescott. Maybe, but so yeah, maybe. So then, who who is the biggest underdog team next year? You know, not supposed to do good on paper. And then comes out and you know supposed to go maybe four and twelve, five and eleven on paper, and then comes out and goes nine and seven or ten and six. Um, I think that honestly, the Falcons or potentially the Eagles could come out because the Falcons got a whole new uh, type of offense they can work with with some of the new people that they've got, and I feel like they can come in as a team that. What what was the record last year? It wasn't six and ten, something like that. Yeah, they could come in off of a six and ten season and turn it around to maybe nine and seven, ten and six. You know, they could just flip it around. Honestly, on on honestly, I like how um, the Titans, the, the 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 Titans could could all could honestly do like the same how they did last year. You know, they're, 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 they're probably still going to be underdogs just because how they look on paper. But, but I, I still feel like Derrick Henry's going to come back better than ever. He's going to have I, – I, I low-key would put money on that Derrick Henry will have some MVP-type numbers. Mm-hmm. And I feel, like I, 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 feel like, I feel like the Tennessee Titans could. I, there, there, there is still a good chance that the Cleveland Browns could be one of those underdogs. But at the same time, we are still like, is Baker Mayfield going to be sober for the whole season? We we, <laughs> we we don't know, but I would go with Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So, what team? Not not necessarily like is going to do the best, not and and go to the Super Bowl. What team is going to leave the regular season with the best record? The number one seed. Saints. 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 I'm 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 all in on the Saints. I said it last time. Saints. I'm all in, baby. I'm all in. I think it could potentially be Baltimore or the Cowboys. Oh, oh, and Baltimore. And possibly Baltimore. Either either the Ravens or the Cowboys. And I say Baltimore because we saw what uh Lamar. We saw what Lamar yeah, Lamar Jackson could do coming off of what what did he have a season before last? He didn't have the extreme season. best numbers. And then he comes in and just goes nuts, you know. I feel like he can do the same thing and he can bring out maybe an eleven and three record or twelve and twelve and whatever record, you know. Yeah. Just go crazy. And obviously the Cowboys just their defense has always been good and their offense just got a lot more weapons. A lot better, yeah. Well, yeah, the, the question with Baltimore is, is are the defenses around the league starting to pick up with that? that pick offense? up what they're doing. Yeah, because yeah. they, they run a backyard football offense. That's how it is. Beautiful. I mean, they have <laughs> – it is. It really is. But they have Lamar Jackson sit in the pocket for five seconds, and if he doesn't have an option, he's taken off for 30 yards, you know? Yeah. I just feel like – I just I, I just feel like they, they got to add more stuff to, like, their playbook that's more – not more – that's less backyardy and more, like, an actual, like – you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they, they need to add a little bit more of those. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. like and – and if they can do that, I mean, they're, they're, their offense is, is, is dynamite with Lamar running up yeah. and down the field. So. Yeah, for sure. And their secondary on defense is really – I mean, their, corner, their cornerbacks and safeties Beautiful. are going to prevent, prevent a lot of uh, long yardages and yeah. – Big plays, and yeah, bro, they're 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 um they're, they're their secondary closes out a lot of games. They've mm-hmm. closed out a lot of games for them last season, so yeah, for sure. So we we just talked about who do the best. Now who's who's gonna do the worst? Who's gonna be that one in fifteen, two in fourteen team? Who's gonna flop completely? I'm 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 gonna say like what we say always every year. I I think the Dolphins. Depending, depending on how um, Tua. what's his face? Who's the face? Who's Tua. the who's the QB? Yeah, Tua. 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 But wait, is is, is Tua going to be back in time for the season? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, okay. So if Tua plays half decent, they can get maybe five wins, five, five, five to six wins. If Tua's they a flop, always, they could always be an underdog team too. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 yeah, they could also be an underdog. I mean, I mean they. They beat the Patriots. They beat the Patriots. So, <laughs> so that just proved to us that anybody can be beat on any given Sunday, no matter where you're at. Yeah. But I've, I've, I kind of feel like it's on Tua and the defense for the Dolphins. If they play just half decent, half decent, if they don't give up easy, simple plays on the defensive end, they, they can easily steal six to maybe eight games. Yeah. But – if if they play that week that week stuff, two wins, two to four, well, two to four the, wins. The thing about the Dolphins for them last year was turnovers, fumbles, yeah. interceptions, uh, 
fourth and losses, like they just have to they just have to be better in securing the football and getting first downs. They need they they don't need to go for long yardages. They just need to secure first downs. That's all yeah. they have to do. Yeah. All right. So now we talked about you know all these all these new rookies coming in. All these new players are get a chance to prove themselves in the NFL now. You know, you got Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua, all these great quarterbacks, all these great running backs. What rookie is going to stand out the most and have the best performance? You know, you had guys like DK Metcalf last year who just came out and made a show. What, what, what's the story behind which rookie is going to do that this year? Go ahead, Ryan. You can go. I'm only saying this because I love Justin Herbert. <laughs> And I'm an Oregon fan, but I do really believe that he could come in and potentially be the best rookie because he's gotten a lot of praise from a lot of other quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, who has said that he is a very, very good pick for the Chargers. And he is he might not be as mobile as a lot of quarterbacks, but he can move he can throw the ball. We've seen this and he's very accurate. And I feel like the longer he is with the chargers, the better he will get that goes day in and day out, not just over years. That's going to go week by week, game for game. And I feel like he could pick it up like mid season and really take them to the playoffs. I kind of like how CD lamb is going to look for, for the Cowboys. Um, I think, I think CD CD Lamb being with um uh what's his name? I always forget these names. What's the what's the the guy that got traded from the Raiders? Came from the oh, Raiders. Uh, Amari Cooper. Amari yeah, Cooper. him yeah, Cooper. him 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 behind Amari Cooper and all those other veterans. I feel like CD Lamb is an explosive player in the open field. He, he plays very backyardy. Once he gets the ball, he's a threat to take it to the house. Mm-hmm. He's 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 a he has he has, he has, he has great footwork. Shifty. Um, shifty. He's basically he, – he reminds me of someone like Kyrie with handling the ball when, yeah. when, when he has the ball in his hands. Yeah. He knows how to so, move. He knows how to move. He knows how to get up. He knows how to get five extra yards. He's, he's, he's – I like CeeDee Lamb. He, he'll have good numbers. If I had to put money on it, I would say CeeDee. And so, Seth, I asked you this last time, but let, let me just ask Ryan real quick. Who's the Super Bowl matchup? That's difficult. It's very difficult. Um, obviously, you have the you have the Chiefs. Uh, you have the Saints. There's a lot. There's a lot on the East that is going to be very deadly. A lot of those teams. But to be honest, I don't want to say anything yet. I don't. I don't really know. I don't really know. It's it's gonna. It's definitely gonna come down to it. But. It is going to be a very interesting Super Bowl and a very exciting playoffs. So, Seth, are you are you sticking with your your Saints Chiefs matchup? Yeah, 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 yeah. Possibly, but 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 then I say like possibly it could also be the Ravens. The Ravens could switch yeah. out the Chiefs. So, I'm telling you, I'm not I'm not lying when I say this. I'm with Saints all the way, <laughs> all the way. My I got my Saints going. I mean, they're 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 not they're not my Saints, but. I just like their offense and their defense. They grabbed two great weapons, at least at least from they 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 have, they have upgraded their team. Their I mean their, their team was already 
Super Bowl contenders, but they just added more weapons, yeah. more superstars. Yeah. So I'm with the Saints all the way. Um, even though Drew Brees did say some stupid stuff on Twitter, I'm still with you, Drew Brees. So I got I got I got Saints winning it all. Yeah. Remember, yeah. remember when I said this. Yeah. <laughs> and then so um, just to wrap this series up and get a nice, you know, just, just a good wrap up and conclusion back in the very first episode of this podcast that I, I released in April, uh, the, the, the podcast was about, it was a top 10. And so what I did was my top 10 best receivers in the NFL. And so on my number one spot, I put Michael Thomas for obvious reasons. So my question yeah. for you guys is who's the best receiver in the NFL next year? You already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> You already know what I'm going to say. Odell Beckham, OBJ, Beckham Jr., Odell. I don't care. I don't care. Odell Beckham Jr. will be the best this time. He'll be the best this time. I I agree with Aiden, but I will have to say that I think um, – I'm not just saying this because I'm a Seahawks fan, but I really think Tyler Lockett can come out and – do a lot of big things next year. Maybe not be the best, but I think he can definitely be top three in the league. The biggest game changer for sure. Yeah. He can he be changes. he can be the deciding factor for the Seahawks next year. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay, but okay, but okay, but am I am I like am, am I not trolling mind? Possibly besides besides OBJ, because you guys know how I feel about Odell Beckham. But I think possibly the best receiver. Could honestly now I'm, I'm you guys might be shocked when I say this. I think DK Metcalf is going to take it to a whole nother level and and he's going to assert himself as a top ten receiver next season. Yeah, for sure. Into like a Calvin Johnson type. Yeah, yeah like sure. take it take take it to a whole another level because he he we had great expectations for DK Metcalf. I'm pretty sure all of us did once we talked about DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. And he he surpassed my he surpassed my expectations. Sure. I don't know yeah. about yeah. he surpassed mine. He 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 basically became for the most part Russell Wilson's at least top two target. Yeah, honestly, when when it comes to wide receivers and tight ends, I mean, so, it's, it's always going to be Rocket Rocket Locket and Russell Wilson. I mean, yeah, come for on. sure. They last year what they had almost a a hundred percent completion percentage. I don't know if it was last year or the year before that, but yeah. those are insane numbers for that duo. And that's I, why I think Lockett could do a lot of big things. Yeah. Man, it's it's so beautiful watching Lockett run down deep field through the middle of the field. And and you know that Russell's cocking it back and he's going to lob it right over the DV's face and Lockett's just like this and he's burning him. He burnt him and he's gone. With his, with his tippity tip toes inside yeah, the end zone, yeah. barely catching it. Catching it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, man, like just look at Lockett, man. Just so look at Lockett, man. Just look at Lockett, so man. <laughs> look at Lockett. All right. So that was the last episode of Football with Aiden. If you enjoyed the series, make sure to go and support. Um, the three of us have talked about in the past, maybe starting one where we co-host and talk about a bunch of sports and music and stuff. So let us know if that's something you guys would like to see. And of course, as always, if you enjoyed the music that I put on this podcast, make sure to go and check out Milo Chromatic Beats. That's where I get all my stuff from. So yeah, later y'all.